Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in The Canon Canon. I found out long ago. It's a long way down Holiday Road. Welcome to the Canon Canon. My name is Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia. Going on vacation. Hail. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I won't take you. Did I ever tell you about, I'm sure I've said this before, but when I worked at Arista Records, there was a guy, very nice guy, I believe actually might be a comedy agent now, uh, <laughs> but he was the uh, one of the assistants to my boss, who was a head of A&R, but he really loved that song. So he Kokomo. bought, oh yeah, I love Kokomo by the Beach Boys. So he bought some sort of weird, just like beach compilation. Why he didn't buy the record, I don't know. And I swear to God, I do not think this is revisionist history, but of, of course, there's always the possibility. He, they changed the words to get out around right. So it said, ooh, I want to take you to Kokomo. <laughs> Like, it was a weird, odd cover where, like, every word was, like, it was a Vanilla Ice style. Like, one note off. Like, Aduba, La Baker. <laughs> like, but it just, I've never, I mean, you know, I would love to listen to that song and just enjoy it for what it is, pure beauty. But all I can ever think about is Kokolo. <laughs> I that that at that time they used to do that a lot uh, for like Walmart releases where they would have a big hit and somebody would record a sound alike and release that single around the same time at stores at like a Sam Goody or a, <laughs> right. a Walmart, mostly Walmart stores <laughs> right. or a Target. And dumb people would be like, oh, this is the song. And they'd end up buying the wrong thing right or if it's somebody who just doesn't care they're like beach compilation it has that song i like (laughs) and they would buy it and then not care it was just like kind of like the early days of when you would uh download like limewire or you know uh kazaa or any of that stuff and people you're like this sounds like garbage you just downloaded a 92k or whatever bit yeah Uh, and they're like yeah but whatever i have it and it's like no you don't dude (laughs) i love the smashing lumpkin song 1978 it's one of my favorites (laughs) well what would happen is that yeah it would be like uh some band that kind of sounds like smashing pumpkins but it'd be labeled as smashing pumpkins and then yeah we're like yeah whatever and it's like no not whatever dude yeah that would happen on like limewire and shit all the time like Cry Little Sister from the Lost Boys soundtrack by Gerard McMahon or whatever was always attributed Sisters of Mercy. Yeah. And I mean, I love Sisters of Mercy more than literally anything, but right. it is not a Sisters of Mercy song. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, not by a long shot if you know Sisters of Mercy. Yeah. It's still, I mean, it's I an amazing that song. song. That's yeah, the thing. I like, I wanted to go to the artist. And if you can't tell by this immediate turned into something <laughs> not about canon films yes this is our vacation episode yes yes look man uh, we've been doing this for a little bit over a year uh we are both vaxxed and relaxed which mm. means we are not just going mask free we are j- walking around naked everywhere yep 
uh, all, all of LA has seen our schlongs. Yeah, but all of LA is walking around nude. That's how much yeah, yeah. freedom we're feeling right now. Oh, it is great to be back in La La Land and having your La La just hanging out. It's just yeah. beautiful. And that's what we call it here. That's yeah. what we call it. We say La La Land. This is this is biz. This is biz talk. This is biz talk. <laughs> You're getting a free masterclass in Hollywood biz talk. Oh, speaking of, yeah, you're welcome. That was your preview for, we have an official master class. Uh, it's going to cost $1,000 every minute. Uh, it's just me and Frank telling you about the 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 biz. The, the Liz of the biz is what we call it. And you'll understand when you watch it. But yeah, this is our vacation episode. We are, uh, we're, because we're vaccinated, we are going to uh, not like our single and childless couple friends and just go to hawaii or palm springs or seemingly everywhere no we're probably we're just going somewhere where you can drive or you know be not in our house for a couple seconds uh but so we're also though just taking this opportunity to do one of our classic cannon bros pullbacks like we're just gonna we're we're giving you a, a a nice quickie episode which will be surprisingly long i'm sure because that is how we work yeah uh, but in lieu of covering a canon film today, we are doing vacation Q&A, which, mm-hmm. which means we reached out to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com backslash the canon canon. First canon has two ends. And just ask, hey, we're going to be doing this vacation special Q&A episode. Do you have anything you want to uh, ask us? You want anything that you want us to talk about? And we got a couple great questions from our Patreon members. And again, this is for the Patreon people that sent these out. So you got to be joining our Patreon, especially now that we are vaxxed. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to be doing be... more stuff for it. Exactly. We literally, before we started recording, we're talking about how we're going to actually maybe see each other in person yeah. and do some stuff for this that will be Patreon exclusive. Uh, but uh, like we said, for today, we are we are here we are here at the beck and call of our Patreon Patreon members, and mm-hmm. we are we are here to answer answer all the things that have been they have been percolating in their brains this whole time, uh, uh, and so yeah, I mean, I, I I'm I'm excited I'm excited to just talk about stuff both canon related but also not completely canon related uh, off of what they have asked us. Uh, yeah, I mean, do we just want to kind of jump into some questions, Frank? Yeah, let's do it, or because can... I these are such great questions that I have a feeling that we're going to have a lot to talk about. I, I do, too, as yeah. well. Uh, uh, so which one do we want to start with here, Frank? Uh, let's go, let's go, uh, let's do simple, like kind of, uh, I want to start with Rob's question real quick. Okay. So Rob uh, Schnitzer says, do you plan to visit any pre- of the pre-1980 canon stuff, any of the Golan post-canon stuff? So we'll start with that one. He has a two-part question, but we'll start with that one. Um, great. So yeah, great question from Rob Schnitzer, one of our Patreon members. Uh, so so yeah, ha- well, even... <laughs> I love answering a question with a question. Have we done... An- I'm blank. Have we done any... We haven't post. done any... We've done a post. We haven't done any pre-1980 yet. Yeah. Because we did, because uh, technically Night Terrors is a post. Oh, right. Yes. Because that's what we've started to, you know, as we've been doing this for a little bit over a year, we've started to realize uh, some of the options we have uh, that also fall into technicality 
uh, uh, we've taught you've heard us probably talk about in other episodes that we've realized that there are movies that were distributed by Canon only in one country. And if we've decided it's a movie we want to cover, then we're going to do it. AKA mm-hmm. The Hitcher, AKA Buckaroo Banzai, <laughs> uh, and his adventures in the eighth dimension. Uh, but yeah, so will we do, let's go with the first, the pre 1980s canon stuff. Uh, any of those? What do we think, Frank? Uh, I think eventually we could just because, you know, if we're going to be, I mean, we're not going to be completist. Let's be honest. We're not going to get through every single canon film, but I think that it might be fun to visit like a title or two. Maybe this will be another Patreon thing that we do where we put up a uh, poll to be like, yeah. what pre-1980, or just pitching, you know? Yeah. Just to put it out, just being like, what pre-1980 canon movie would you like us to cover? And that could be yeah. a Patreon perk. I think that's a good idea. Because, yeah, we have, we've, we have, we've kind of addressed it just a little bit, more like in passing. But, of course, when we started this podcast, we had the, you know, as all podcasts, you have to make up some lofty reason for what you're going to do the podcast about and of course we said we are going to cover every single canon film (laughs) at one point before we even started i think we vaguely talked about doing them in order yeah and then that realized immediately that it's like you kind of got to wait a while for like a lot of the fun to happen (laughs) yeah we're like Uh, it'd be more fun just to pick the ones that we want to watch and then our guests pick with the ones that they want to watch Right. And so, you know, and so there is that element. There is element that we've always like, you know, uh, half joked, half threatened that, as Frank just said, we're probably not going to complete us this. Um, you know, the, we've said it many times. This this podcast is uh, we've both got loyal fans and is a labor of love all at the same time. I mean, yeah. we are doing a niche podcast um, and, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, our, our, our wonderful listeners, you can if if. When we're recording, we always know we're going to have a fun episode, but you also can usually, before you record, tell, like, all right, this is going to be one that's not going to have as many listens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and it's never to do with the guests. It's oh, The guests can only help because they can only help because they're giving us amazing insight and we love talking to other people, but it is 100% the movie. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and, and. It, it's not even whether a movie is good or bad, but it's there's just a pretty much a logic there. Like, if you are going to be covering something like a Death Wish, you're going to get some more listens. Yeah. If you're going to be covering something like Masters of the Universe, like, you've got the nice, like, it's a movie a lot of people know about, a property yeah. people still care about. And, and anytime we ask a guest, they immediately say they want to do that one. Every single exactly. guest I've asked to be on the show, they're like, I want to do that one. I'm like, well, we've already done it. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. But when you're doing a a doing time on planet Earth. Exactly. A Thunder Alley, a uh, Young Warriors. We are yeah. talking movies that, again... If you even know it, you can't find it. And it's on a YouTube link that is terribly put up on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you know, we are doing a Sisyphean task sometime. And it's not that we don't love it. It's not that we don't enjoy it. So I do think the pre-1980s, there's a fair amount in there where uh, with our uh, limited lifetime, uh, uh, you know, there's also mortality minutes. Sometimes you think about recording one, and you're like, I don't know if I want to waste as much time as we talk about these things. Sometimes, yeah. uh, 
And also, honestly, because the world is opening up more, like we are getting busier, like we are getting gigs and we're getting this. And so it's like, you know, so, yeah, will we do? uh, I think exactly what you said. There's a couple that we've looked at. I'm like, we got to get these. And especially if we have like a guest in mind who we would want to hit up. Uh, And I would say, yeah, probably more apt to do the 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 post stuff. But again, kind of the same deal. Yeah. you have a limited shelf life of like, even if you really love Chuck Norris, if you love our beloved molasses two by four, you're going to start having, you know, uh, a little bit less people want to see the ones that we don't even remember existed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I <laughs> good think answer, that, good answer. Yeah, exactly. So I think the yeah, the the the, sh- the short version of that is most likely we'll do some of them. But we ain't yeah. going to be completists. And at a certain point, it is almost guaranteed if we are still doing this podcast, we will have some sort of pivot. Um, yeah. Whatever sure. that may be. The could have been a cannons might start taking over. Uh, we'll, but we'll see. That's the wonderful journey that we are going on. Yeah. I think there's a New World Pictures podcast, too. There is. That, that we've been uh, introduced to. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe at some point we'll do a crossover. Yeah. That's yeah. it, like yeah, finding the way, and and that's it. The, we we still also uh, in it woven in there will be like we still have a couple of interviews we would like to try to hook up. Oh yeah, uh, again, that's a lot of that Once is time. Yeah, in lazing it. Yeah, there is one thing we always guarantee as the Cannon Bros is that we will work hard and also be <laughs> unbelievably lazy all at the same time. Uh, it's um, amazing what work we can put into the things that probably we don't need to be putting into. That's how we work. <laughs> we make yeah. an amazing, amazing product in the end, I think. <laughs> well, the second part of his question said, also, how did you, Jeff, get into the punk slash hardcore scene originally? This one's for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to answer this. I'll take this. I would love to. Uh, Jeff this. was a little bitch. And, no, <laughs> he was just a little bitch. Um, I mean, the I'll give the try to give the short answer. I probably have talked about this in other interviews and, and podcasts. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, basically, I didn't really listen to music uh, for a big chunk of my life. The only music I liked was Weird Al Yankovic. Um, I just kind of had a not caring about music and then around junior high uh, before that, there was a couple, you know, bits of like, you should check out anthrax. You should check out this. I would show up, but nothing ever completely gone. Cause I was like, I got weird out. What are you talking about? There's other tapes to find. And then for some reason, Primus happened and Primus was just the band. I was like, I'm going to decide to love music and really care about them. I think partly because they had a mythos behind them and they had about a billion uh, nicknames for their road crew. And there was this weird language that worked in there. But pretty quickly from Primus, uh, uh, it really was that most of my adolescence was spent watching Saturday Night Live and Headbangers Ball uh, on Saturday. There was just back and forth between the two. Sometimes the Howard Stern show. Yeah. <laughs> One was that, too. Yeah, that weird TV version of Howard Stern show. Yeah. That and was then weird. I would, yeah, was, I mean, he loved Snapple, man. Uh, <laughs> and then I would sometimes tape 120 minutes, but that was on Sunday. Sundays. And yeah, yeah and, and, and I would just kind of let my VCR go. And ultimately, that is probably more of the videos that would be like Frank heavy. 
Yeah. Like we've got the Venn diagram overlap of the two, but there would be the ones that would stick out in there. And then honestly, it was just kind of like for a lot of punks and hard kids, I want to say the BMG Columbia House thing was great because you could just buy a whole buttload of things to test out. Uh, so then it would all of a sudden be like, oh, what, why is I never I always kind of like Nirvana. But what is this Jesus lizard thing? And then I'd be oh, like, Jesus. oh, yeah. And I was like, wait a second, I don't get this. And that took years later for me to understand. I always like kind of industrial stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then basically I do attribute the main thing beyond that. If you're involved with any skate community, you're going to hear Minor Threat and then event or Fugazi go one way or the other. You're going to see the Rollins band video. For low self-opinion on Headbangers Ball. And they'd be like, what was this band Black Flag he was in? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all that pullback. And even like Pantera, I was like, this singer seems like a hardcore singer. Oh, <laughs> like, dude. you know, the walk video, like Phil's head. Like, I was like, he's a hardcore singer, like in retrospect. I mean, I grew up in point. Texas. It's mandatory. Oh, you, my I God. Mean, like, they did the Dallas Stars theme, I mean, for Christ's sake. I mean, like Pantera was like. Toadies and Pantera, you had to love both. And guess yeah. what? I did love both, and I still <laughs> <Exactly>. love both. <laughs> yeah, they're both great. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, it, it, so it's like kind of that slow integration. But really, if if I needed to really boil down to it, how did I get into punk and hardcore? Uh, Quicksand on on uh, on Headbangers Ball, the videos for Dine Alone and Phaser. I fell in love with those videos. Oh, it didn't yeah. completely make sense to me. And then I got one article from uh my aunt is like was like a secret headbanger uh and really loved the hair metal bands and then she gave me metallica black album because it was too heavy for her and oh, she yeah. used to and she had like ricky rackman's demo uh for his but she would tear out articles from old magazines that she just had sitting around of like old rip and like, you know, uh, and there was a quicksand article that listed off every single band that they were in. And I was like, oh, who is Gorilla Biscuits, Burn, Beyond, Absolution, uh, uh, Youth of Today. Uh, and then it was just basically like, OK, now I have the entire Rev Hardcore. And that was it. It started. Uh, I had a Colombian skinhead friend in high school, and I used to walk around when my voice was changing and scream, hold your ground by Gorilla Biscuits, because it was very funny to me that his voice would crack because they were so young when they recorded it. And my voice could crack. And then he was like, you should scream in a hardcore band. Let's start one. And then he never showed up to practice wow. the first practice. And my best friend, Eric, who was a total dirtbag uh, metalhead, was like, I want to be in the band. And he joined. And then... That was it. Switch Dance started, my Connecticut hardcore band. That's what we did instead of parties. And then I never stopped. Switch Dance turned into All I Ask, which then uh, Jay start. Jay was like, uh, you know, kind of hung out with us, always didn't play in Switch Dance. But then I joined Orchid and there you go. Uh, so, yeah, it also helps to have the Connecticut hardcore scene. You know, I mean, we were literally also Cheshire, Connecticut is where Legs McNeil, who started the term punk in his punk fanzine came from. And nice. we were right next door to fucking New Haven where the tune-in was and where Revelation Records started. So, you know, Connecticut hardcore, man. Hate breed in my blood. So, yeah, that's the long of it. to be. M-T-B, baby. I will say Jesus Lizard, uh, the album Goat, is still one of the my favorite albums. They are a timeless band and being just perfect. But they were a band I did not, I didn't get it. When I first heard it, I got I think the the only record, the only CD they had from the BMG club was for show, mm -hmm. which is the live record. Yeah. And I think like getting into a band from a live CD, that's like <laughs> not 
greatly recorded at CBGB's right. is always a weird way. So you're like, what the fuck is this? And then when I got older, especially in Panthers era, I was like, oh, right. This is and Scratch Acid is like one of the best bands. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but then there also was a weirdness where I realized that Justin from Panthers Band's Pitch Blend played that show at the CBGB's one that they recorded. He like wow. mentioned that. He's like, it just like haphazardly. It's like, oh, we played that. And I'm like, what is going on in my world? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Goat, ah, Jesus Christ, Goat and Liar so and are fucking just unbelievable. Like, they're the greatest. Um, Goat is actually one of Albini. I Like, I can kind of take or leave Albini, but when he gets it right, he really fucking gets it right. The Breeders Pod is another very, like, excellently produced, uh, you know, in utero as well. Yeah. But like, man, when, when, he is in that with the right band and the right his, with his sound like that album just sounds incredible. It really does. Like you can hear the concept of like David Yao holding the mic, like yeah. and just that simple fact where you're like, oh, that's why you found a way to translate this like live the fucking band drums and the bass. Just, oh, just I mean, so... David W. Sims is like his bass player is like in the top five of like absolutely it's like, you know, up there with like Chris Squire from Yes. And then like Jared <laughs> from Carp, like, you know, uh, but yeah, man, I'll be when Albini gets it right. We've talked about it like he, yeah. you know, um, and those records. Wow. <laughs> it's just yeah. I will I'll say, David, yeah, like I was so happy once when Panthers was playing a South by Southwest showcase and Kui, who he was singing with were supposed to be playing like and then they didn't show up in time or something so we moved our set around and it was just nice to have like david yao be <laughs> thankful to you to allow them to play because we we're like oh we want them to be able to play we'll just play when they were gonna play yeah um and then immediately he ended up punching like a woman in the face in the oh my front God. row and i was just like whoa david yao is Jesus. still david yao i mean that's the thing. You have Jesus to Jesus Lizard. Jesus Lizard is our new exclamation. But yeah, I mean, like, you know, to be that type of frontman, like you can't you can't manufacture being the frontman that David Yao is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's almost annoying when you see frontmen try to be weird. Like, and you're like, I, dude, you ain't pulling it off. By the way, that documentary about the lead singer of Skinny Puppy uh is on Amazon Prime. Wait, what? Yeah, dude. There's I a know, documentary meant- about Ogre? Yeah, I meant to text you about it because uh, I, I saw it on there. I think it's on there, but I saw it and I had it saved, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it's I about, mean, I think it's about him and Skinny Puppy. Yeah, I mean that it's for the path of also how did Jeff get into hardcore? Skinny Puppy was a huge thing for me. I mean, still is like an ogre, Nevek ogre, and fucking. Ugh, I'm also watching a Killing Joke documentary that's two and a half hours and is insane. Uh, it's it that one is. Real Dude. crazy. <laughs> Wait, you know what? I'm wrong. Oh, you're killing me. What were you thinking about? That was my killing joke. <laughs> you killed me with no, that I didn't. Joke. You know what? It was it was actually a killing joke. You know what? I was wrong. Okay, but I love that you brought that because literally I'm watching it as we speak. I know because I wanted to tell you about it, and I was like, I was like, oh, wait. I was like, because I remember it's like one band that we. Both, I mean, we have we have quite a few bands that we yeah, actually yeah, yeah. overlap with that we like because you know I like metal too and I like mm-hmm. industrial and hardcore and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But like, uh, <laughs> that was one that I saw on there and I was like, oh, saving this immediately because I got to see I love Killing Joke and I love yeah. I got to see them open for Tool, 
Uh, which strangely they didn't sound great, but <laughs> right. I was happy I got to see them. But opening for bands in a fucking stadium. We've complained about it so many yeah. times. It is worth a watch though, for movie wise too, for people. Like I think so far, like I mean, it's insane. Like uh, Jimmy Page shows up so much in it because oh, he's oh, talking. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Because he's, he's talking them, about yeah. Alistair Crowley. Yeah, and like him and Jazz. Where I mean, most of it, like a big chunk of the beginning, is just about Jazz freaking out and going to Iceland doing these rituals because he thought the world was going to end, yeah. which is like the theme of Killing Joke. Ah, oh, they're the best. <laughs> but now I'm so angry that there is not a Navek Ogre documentary to i know watch. there well then let's make it let's make it. okay that's perfect uh, uh speaking of ricky rackman jeff knows this story but i uh <laughs> so recently in the news it was shown that uh sebastian stan the winter soldier himself is playing tommy lee and uh in a hulu fx uh pam and tommy lee biopic and jeff knows this but uh, a month ago i auditioned Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I auditioned for uh, this uh, to be Vince Neil. Uh, yeah. 90s Wait, do Vince we know Neil. who took it? No, I don't. I've been waiting to see, but like, I, I totally blew this audition, even though I was so excited about Surprise, it. Surprise, like, Frank. I know. I know. I, I don't know. You my, got it. My wife said That's that. That's uh, what I'm oh, here oh, for. Oh, you're announcing <laughs> yeah. it here. Sorry. Okay. It wasn't a surprise. that I'm not surprised you blew it because I am announcing it here right now. I got it. You are Vince Neil. <laughs> well, I told my my here's a, some Hollywood speak here. I told my reps, um, I said, let them know if like they don't like this that I want because Ricky Rackman's in the script. I was like, let me audition to be Ricky Rackman, please. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't heard back. <laughs> uh, Ricky Rackman would, I don't know. There's something that I do think it would be one of the more fun roles, but also is like. Even I like the character of Ricky, I know so well from Headbangers Ball. Yeah. Like, I can like picture bit we've talked about, but like bits from Headbangers Ball episodes. Like, I can mi- picture interactions. Yeah. When he first cut his hair and with the with Megadeth episode and Dave Mustaine, he's like waiting for Dave Mustaine to give him shit. And then oh, yeah. Dave Mustaine said, like, it's a nice haircut, Ricky. He's like, ah, you threw me under the bus. Him in Germany <laughs> were in that large haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, the ball. I miss you so much. I, I uh, just always have ingrained in my memory because I watched Live Tonight Sold Out, the Nirvana uh, concert mm-hmm. video so many times that when they went on headbangers ball on he's got that uh Kurt Cobain's got that giant dress the you know taffeta the, dress yeah. yeah and he's like well it's a ball that's why he dressed up and Ricky Rackman's <laughs> yeah. just like fuck you he's just so yeah. annoyed by them maybe Chris Novoselic is wearing the SSD shirt at that point prob I can't remember if it would have been that interview oh yeah Man. well he was wearing it during the the Paramount Theater one I think that Anyway, whatever. Uh, can but can. those things? I mean, those are weirdly also like. I mean, it kind of actually leads to some of the questions we have here. Yeah. But like, uh, like weirdly, like those are the YouTube rabbit holes I'll go on. Besides movies, oh, is man. like what uh, I want to remember what it was like when Nirvana was on SNL with Rob Morrow hosting. Like, in, like the in between bits with Dave Grohl being a weirdo. I bought. <laughs> uh, yeah, with Charles Barkley. I bought. Uh, oh, the Charles Amoeba. Barkley one. Yeah. Before I knew any better from Amoeba, I would buy these like bootleg uh, vinyls and they have one for all the SNL appearances of Nirvana and it sounds like shit, but I was like, what? I wanted it. It has a cool cover. uh, But I recently, if you go to archive.org, if you just type in like SNL, because I found the pumpkins, all the pumpkins performances 
by just typing that in to Google and archive.org and you find uh-huh. the full episodes that they played on. Man. And I did that for like Nirvana and some other bands too. And you can find the people. It's just up there. Man. Yeah. Thank God. But, you know, sometimes the internet is the greatest and most of the time it's the worst. Yep. But those are the moments when it's the greatest for old man nostalgia. Um, so should we move on? Next question. Yeah, what uh, what's uh, one that Tony? you want to read next? You want to do one from the, the one from Tony Farina? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So uh, again, Patreon member Tony Farina, thank you for this question. Hey guys, so I wonder if you have considered actually writing your own canon esque film. You end up fixing all the problems in the movies as you watch them <laughs> anyway. Thank you. JCVD or Dolph seem to show up in any movie they're asked to be in these days. Not untrue. Mm-hmm. So could uh, you could even follow the formula of having an actor at the end of his run shooting for glory one last time. Wouldn't even have to ask them to sodomize someone in the opening scene. <laughs> Great reference. <laughs> to Kinjate forbidden subjects. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Frank, what do we think? We're going to write our own canon-esque film? Well, this is interesting because I think I've talked about this on uh, the pod before, but um, I actually have, I made an outline for, I wanted to write like a Cobra type of movie about like a vigilante, but he's having to deal with the consequences of this time (laughs) that's great but it's such a hard balancing act because you don't want it to be like because i believe in these things of like yeah you should Mm -hmm. be held accountable and i don't believe in vigilanteism and you know so it's like hard to balance like what you're playing for comedy because you don't want to be making fun of those things but then you also want to point out like the ridiculousness of like these movies and how like you would never be able to do that you know like yeah so it's been i sorry go ahead no, no, no. I was just going to agree. I was just going to say, like, it's hard. The balance is the hardest thing. And, like, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, there is also the combination. Sometimes it's just like I've done this with projects of, like, you just talk yourself out of it because it's just hard to write things anyways. Yeah. Um, it's very easy for us to fix movies we did not work on. Just, exactly. I, I appreciate that, Tony, shit. so much. Oh, God. <laughs> it is terrible. I mean, that's uh, why we are wonderful teachers. Uh, if yeah. you ever took a sketch class or an improv class <laughs> with us, and then you read our stuff, and you're like, what, what? are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, I, I do I do want to put this out to you, Jeff, because after reading this question, because I, I think we can go hard in the other direction and just make, like, a completely, like, in the vein, but, like, heightened just like a uh, death proof, you know, uh, yeah. grindhouse style type of movie. I think it's realistic for both of us. If we wrote a draft, let's say by the end of 2022. Sure. That's I'm giving a lot of padding there, <laughs> yeah. but here's the thing. Here's what I'm, pl- I'm, I'm trying to make us responsible because we both need to write this. Cause we, we have the taste, we have the talent. Um, if, Say like December 2022, we do a reading of this script with some of our friends, and we record it for the pod. I would I would sign up for that because we I, could easily work on an outline this year. Oh God, easily! And then uh, we both start filling in the gaps. You know, uh, right? Well, because it we is one it. of those things. Like I'll say too, like it's something I've worked on in. Th- therapy wise like even being a writer and someone who like creates things that like i remember once my old therapist being like you love horror so much but i've never heard you talk about writing a horror script yeah and they're like why haven't you and i was like because there's like a reverence that i have (laughs) 
And I'm almost too self-aware that I don't want to get it wrong. And and I think that is the other hard part. Yeah. And it's almost getting over that mental hurdle. Uh, and you could come up with like reasons why we wouldn't, where it's just like, nah, well, Hollywood, and it'd be such a big budget, and we wouldn't be able to do what we want to do, and Doesn't nobody matter. gets anything made. But that's not really the case. The case mostly is that it's it's also what you said is like, because I have a reference, like, like, especially for like horror, and I've grown to loosen on this, and 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 part of it is that I've almost tried to start doing projects in the past like five years, especially where I'm like, this is a thing I decided I don't like. I'm going to do it. Uh, 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 one man shows. I remember mm-hmm. I did, I was always like, why would I do a one man show? Like, I don't like, and then I did one because I was like, and I made it music and comedy mixed together because I was like, I don't like music and comedy. And I was like, do I really <laughs> not like it or do I not like it when it's bad? Yeah. Like, maybe I could just do it. Like, you know, I don't like jokey hardcore records. Oh, I'll make a jokey hardcore record about the <laughs> pandemic. Like, you know, like, and so it is like that where it's like this, this, I think I had always a worry of, well, something like Canon's like a flash of lightning in a jar. Like you're, or it's like you caught lightning in a jar. Like it's like, it, it's, it is hard. Self-awareness drives me nuts. Yeah. You know, and both of us, I think it drives us both nuts when we watch things where it's just like, you think you're smarter than the genre. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll say it because I saw on your thing that was one of my beefs with Tenet where I was just like don't (laughs) think you're smarter than the fact that you're just making a genre film man (laughs) make a romp like don't like you can't act like oh I'm only kind of doing a sci-fi like you're doing it just do it like embrace it there are tropes and there's a there's a lameness to the tropes that is great like at the same time yeah you're not gonna go a time off. travel movie you don't have to be so esoteric about Jeez, it yeah. and then throw a line at us and just like don't try to understand it you never will it's like you never did you spent 10 years and you still don't underststand it <laughs> like whatever good you've got it looks great don't get me wrong oh, I'm God. not gonna go off I about tenet, but I was pissed because well my wife's birthday was a couple months ago and uh, she was like, I think I'm gonna go see it in IMAX, like just as like you know, because it was still distanced enough. Right, right. She wore a mask the whole time, but then like when I finally saw it uh, the other night, I was like, oh god damn it! I would have loved watching. That. I like, I I don't. I there were times I was so lost and like whatever. I'm I'm gonna love a Christopher Nolan film because it's gonna look awesome. Mm-hmm. But the, that is the thing is like you know like it's it. We're now, of course, we're on a Christopher Nolan tangent, but <laughs> I mean, it's what I was talking about with Good Friend John Bright, where it's just like, I'll watch every single one, but it's like, how many do I ever rewatch? Like, true, I, yeah. it's like, I watch it once and I'm like, cool, that was a good looking romp and it was kind of dumb, but like, you know, like, but whatever, but never go back to it versus like Mission Impossible. I'll be like, it's a romp, and I'm going to watch them way too many times because I'm aware that it doesn't matter that I don't know what's going on in literally every Mission Impossible movie. But that's what I think, Jeff. I think our, our I think our aim shouldn't totally be like self-aware, like parody. I think it should just be like, we love these parts of these movies. Yeah. This is what we love about these kinds of movies. Like we talk about the introduction of the hero. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, if we could write like, an awesome introduction where like it's all the stuff when my wife was like have you ever thought about writing like a book about the rise and fall of the 80s action hero <laughs> like sort yeah. of thing and i was like yeah i mean there's probably a, because i agree like maybe it is just like that's it. because here's the here's the i think the psychological worry i've had 
that I know you share with me mm-hmm. to some extent is like because we come from the comedy background and because we also spent too many years, I do think there can be a detriment to teaching writing. Yeah. Like uh, in that it makes you like really start to question way too much stuff where like, you know, there definitely were like many, many times of teaching sketch where I was like, why am I overanalyzing this? Like I'm sitting oh, yeah. here overanalyzing it and telling students because partly because I'm like, I have to get, you know, make earn my money. Yeah. Um, you have to uh, get your money's worth. You paid a uh, shit exactly. ton of money for this class. Exactly. And I also would pay to teach, which is a terrible economic choice. Um, but yeah, I, I just think like I, I, I think I get in my head too much of just being like, oh, I actually don't want my comedy bones to get in the way. But in doing some recent writing projects, I've started to realize that like, no, I'm just going to write something that's going to start veering into funny here or there. Yeah. Like, like I, like, you know, like the, a couple random projects I've been doing recently, I'm just like, they're funny, but I'm not doing like overtly funny thing. It's just like, there's, there's going to be some cadence in how I'm writing this thing that is just going to be how I write something that's funny, but not yeah. overly, but it's what you said. It's like, we're not talking parody. I mean, yeah, I think this is, uh, you've come up with the plan. This is what we're doing. It's, it's one of our projects now. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think it is. And, and. Tony, it's all because of you, baby. Like, I think, yeah, you'll. Get and we're gonna try to get credit. someone before they die. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think. Well, something I've been trying to tell people I've, you know, either directed or um, taught, or you know, just somebody reaching out for advice is that we think about the end product so much. You think uh, about the yeah. end product. You think about like, well, this. You start to already uh, talk yourself out of it, and then you forget like. Nobody sees what you're doing. The creative process is pure just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks mm-hmm. and just getting it out of your head. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times I always have to remind myself, just write the damn thing. I'm working a job right now, which has like being like, we need 10 monologue jokes. And t- and I, I'm not yeah. good at that. Yeah. But what I'll do is just be like, I don't know something about a couch and I'll just yeah. write it down and then I'll go back through and like, all of a sudden I've got all these outlines of just junk that I go through and start editing or punching up. And then I'm like, Oh, now I'm done. We've talked about it. the best that I think probably both of us have gotten in our comedy writing, any writing, like it was the same with monologue jokes. My damn for weekend update. The best ones I wrote were when I was just doing like, yeah, I have to write a billion jokes. Like, yeah, I'll just move. And I will say, and maybe this applies to even to that question. The one of the pluses I can take away from the pandemic is that I and and I think goes along with just a lot of therapy. Uh, uh, and I don't think this is a L.A. thing of it's all about the journey, but it is a just fucking real truth life thing yeah. is a shift, at least for me. Uh, uh, that also even applies to doing the can and can watching these films, et cetera, is that it doesn't matter. And not in a nihilistic way, like no, nothing yeah. matters, like literally nothing matters. So just do the damn thing. Like, yeah, it's exactly. just like, unless you, and, and, and that, it, it is also being aware that in any of these life choices that finances are always an issue, uh, family, so like all that stuff, it's not like this isn't a fucking Aleister Crowley, Jimmy Page, and Jazz Coleman hedonistic, like, and do what thou wilts is shall jerk off on a fucking bunch of people is what that turns into. Every fucking weird 
magic cult is just an excuse to just bone a lot. Um, yeah, it's always a sex cult. Always. It always ends everything. I mean, ugh, I've talked about it too many times, but that Weather Underground documentary, when the one guy finally admitted that he was just like, eh, the non-monogamy thing was just because I wanted to have a lot of sex. Um, but... <laughs> But I do think it is like uh, it goes along with that. It's just like for everyone, it's just like embracing that, like not in a nihilistic way, but that it doesn't matter. Like and and most of the time, I think we've both done stuff long enough to realize that like the end thing, you almost forget that it's going to when it comes out, when it happens, you don't even remember you did most of it. Like you've also, moved it's going to be changed a lot after it gets a, yes. through a lot of uh, notes and hands. And even then you write the thing you want. It has to go through another system that then too many years of gets fighting taken away from you. Yeah, too many years of fighting tooth and nail for something I don't even remember fighting about, like yeah. why I was fighting about. So, like, I I can remember fighting tooth and nail about sketches I don't even remember yep. uh, that someone tells me about later. I was like, I didn't write that. Get out of my face. <laughs> so yeah, end of the day. Uh, yeah, Tony, we're writing a movie with JCVD and Dolph, and they're both going to be in it because I agree. Yep. They'll December be December twenty twenty two. We'll get that first draft done. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your eyes. Keep your peeled. eyes open. Get ready. <laughs> I love it. All um, right. Yeah. What, uh, what's our next one? Let's look at. Uh, okay. Luke Boyle says, "Pound for pound, what canon film is the most rewatchable for each of you?" Love it. And again, want to give a thanks out. I just put up today. Uh, Luke, friend of the pod and loyal Patreon member, uh, but he made us a molasses two by four graphic uh, for our anniversary. Love it a lot. Love the little details. Honestly, didn't notice that uh, he put a little Reader's Digest. I, I I showed that to my wife, and I was trying to explain to her. Like I was like this this detail right here. I was like, this is what makes it for me. I love I love all of it, but that yeah. little Reader's Digest just peeking out from his pocket, brilliant, brilliant. Like, he's just trying to Luke, figure out what his next movie. Luke, you did an amazing job. It's so funny. Holy Maybe shit, we'll yeah. put it on a shirt some point. Yeah. Like I do love it, but. So yeah, what did he, what did Luke ask us? He said pound for pound, what canon film is the most rewatchable for each of you? Right, great. Uh, what do you got? What do you think? Well, uh, how about this? Let's let's make it a little game. Uh, okay. I'm gonna guess yours, and you can guess mine. Okay. I mean, I think you're gonna win this game easier than maybe me. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, well, I I need to think about this a little bit too, but I think I have. I, I wear I, I wear my dumbness on my sleeve more than you. <laughs> before you're not even wearing the shirt, but I bet I uh, should have. <laughs> I for the me, shirt okay, and the hoodie. <laughs> there's one that I would have before this podcast, and then there's one uh, that uh, after the fact. I'm gonna guess for you. Okay, I'm gonna give you your after the fact. Oh, okay. I mean, I I have two get American Ninja two. Yes. Or yes, I was gonna guess New Year's Evil. As yeah. well, but that's more of a re. That's a uh, seasonal new go-to pound for but pound. You would but, be correct. You would be correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was very psyched. Pluto TV, our sponsor. Pluto, we've got you covered. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when they, when American Ninja Two was on in the middle, like yeah. right at that time when fucking Marjo the Cobra is showing off his ninjas. <laughs> you know why it was also extra fun to watch and maybe why you feel it is I was thinking now that I could watch it, but also thinking about us overanalyzing it. <laughs> and like, it, and it, I started watching it at the scene where I was like, wait a second. Wait, you're talking about three? Uh, two. Oh, Marjo's not Marjo. Three. This was, uh, oh wait, was I gun three? You're right. I'm merging in three. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. 
Yes, I was. Mer- I'm merging because then I watched two seconds of oh, okay. three after. I meant the the <laughs> the lion, not the cobra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, the lion. So. The scene where he's like showing off his super ninjas, and then I was oh, yeah. like, "Wait a second, he's showing them off so that they all get murdered by the one super ninja." Yeah, <laughs> like the thing I didn't completely realize till we talked about it. It was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on in this movie?" <laughs> um, and I walked in right when Dudikoff and his love interest just wander into the lab. Oh right, <laughs> just because they dress like ninjas. They dress like yeah. <laughs> no one else is dressed like ninjas. <laughs> what a crazy move! Uh, I love I mean, it. Yeah. Yeah, before I, it would have been like Highlander or um uh probably Invaders? No, not Invaders. Okay. Uh um Mannequin. Oh yeah. Mannequin it, you know what? Man yeah, I mean Mannequin's in there too in that but it's never on anything. Like not Mannequin anymore. is like yeah, I feel like, like I don't see it as much as I used to. Now, the reason I think it's so it graded pound for pound rewatch was because we've talked about, but was on Phantom so tingles. much. Yeah, yeah, those Phantom Tingles like were never not on for us. Yeah. Um, uh, for so yeah. my guess for you is use Cobra. your psychic ability. Yes, Cobra. I will say the fo- the one right below is Bloodsport, which we oh, haven't yeah. gotten to yet. I mean, I've I've watched Bloodsport and Cobra like so many times. Like it's insane. How many times? Uh, again, with that aunt, that my my aunt who gave me the Metallica tape. We would watch JCVD movies that's together. Cool. I'm actually wearing like, my Metallica sweatshirt. Right? I, that's awesome. I love it. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, I think. Oh man, a crew sweatshirt. I want that. Is that wait, a Metallica yeah, wait, crew? Wait, neck? I don't know if you can see it. I, you you who can't see on here. Uh, I'm gonna like. Oh man, yeah, I want that. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love a good crew sweat crew. Neck Maybe we'll post now. it to the instas. Exactly. But here's uh, the thing, Jeff. Yeah. Here's where I feel gross about it. Uh-huh. Guess where I bought it? You get it at H and M. Uh, close. A pretty cut. Where was? Where'd you get? You're gonna it hate from? me about. You're gonna hate this. You're gonna hate you. This. Hot topic. <laughs> you found close. the one hot topic still open. Spencer's gifts. <laughs> no, I bought it from an Urban Outfitters, Jeff. Oh, for way too brother. much money, but I had to have it. <laughs> Yeah, I I hear you, man. Because it uh, looks old, dude. It's got that you know that worn man. Yeah, it's they got that it's vintage good. wash, baby. It's got that vintage wash, man. I bet you it was not as expensive as the bootleg vintage wash shirt Instagrams I'm always looking at on Instagram. And then I'm you like, you got me I on can't. that shit too. Oh, like you got God. me all like following these like fright rag type of fucking oh. places, and I'm like, I can't. I I've been doing this thing though where I will go to the checkout. And I'll get that far just to go through the motions of like hitting that dopamine of being yeah. like, I'm gonna buy this. Yeah. And then I close it immediately. Cause uh, it at least gives me the feeling of yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm buying this, but I'm tricking myself. Faux I'm doing dopamine this on discogs shot. all the fucking time now, oh, Jeff. God. Now that I have a good turntable system, I'm like yeah. on there way too much. And I'm like, nope, nope. You know what I nope. love to do? I love to I love to get that far and then just leave it in the checkout. And oh, then yeah. get that dopamine shot of disappointment. When I get an email from Discog saying this record is no longer available, and I'm like, oh. well, guess I'm never getting that Carol 1996 deconstructed LP. Um, yeah, I, those Insta fucking ones. Like, I think I reached out about a, I want to say a bolt thrower or a, like a reprint of an Entombed Left Hand Path shirt. Oh wow! And it's like when they tell when they won't tell you even close to what the price is. 
and they're like DM me for details. Like oh, it's yeah. always going to be like 48 bucks plus like shipping. And you're like, whoa, I cannot justify this. Um, yeah, it, it kills me. But um, yeah, just going back to how do we even get to that from Cobra? Oh, we just yeah, we just, you know, <laughs> Kansas City, man. Like we just yeah, that's how we do. Yeah, Cobra, I would say. I mean, but Bloodsport is up there. Like it's just like. Uh, there was a period over the top was a pound for pound or two. Like I just watched it way too many times. But oh yeah, I love over the top. But man, Cobra is. I I maybe I'll even watch it's it tonight. It's just I. It, it I almost did so watch happy. it rewatch it the other day. Yeah, I was just I was just in the mood. I was like, I want to watch a great action flick, and I was like, I I almost did. It's it's it it's 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 a comfort. It's like it's yeah, a it it's is. a nice, warm, comfy, uh, vintage wash crew neck sweatshirt to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, man. It's <laughs> that's how it all connected. See? <laughs> yes, exactly. Cobra is the sweatshirt I bought for too much money at Urban Outfitters. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it kind of leads into oh. it leads into our next question, I think. Yeah, uh, Austin Trunick, uh, yeah. author of the Canon Film Guide, 1980 to 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to think about it for a minute. It's been a while since I've said it out loud, but the yeah. Canon, Canon film guide. Um, yep. But Austin said, uh, I'd love it if you could each leave us with one or two Canon cleansers, if you will. What's a movie you each love that you haven't had a chance to talk about on the podcast? If it's something you don't think many of us would have seen, even better. Um, yeah, I always love when you let yourselves meander a bit into your other film interest in hell. You know as well as I do how nice it is to watch a non-canon movie every now and then. Yeah, and he says that might help hold me over until your inevitable Italio spinoff. <laughs> I'd back, I'd back that on Patreon uh, just so I could hear the bonus. Uh, you, you say this, Jeff. Possibly uh, Poliziotechi episodes <laughs> early. Great, yes. thank you, Austin. Austin's the best. Uh, you know what I love about Austin too is I said something about because I was going back and forth with Austin about uh, something related to American Ninja Three uh, for our for our private DMs in the mm. canon world. Uh, but my wife was like, "Did you know this guy before?" I was like, "No." I was like, "This is like one of those like we've just kind of become a a fun back and forth." Uh, uh, it was great to talk to him when we did. We got to have Austin. Uh, on as a guest i'm real i'm remembering uh oh, yeah. as a as a to watch a movie a guest, guest, yeah. uh but uh, yeah i love uh it's one of just to say off of that like that's one of the things we both love about doing the canon can is having these kind of newer relationships with some people yeah. uh and especially austin like it's like austin's a good not only a good resource but man he cracks me up sometimes yeah. on twitter <laughs> i'm talking about canon shit um but yeah, I mean, what I I I I love this question. I was trying to think about. I mean, do you have do you have any answers for this? I, I had like a couple paths of how I wanted answers, so it's not going to be one or two. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's it's um yeah no it's it's hard because I'm now that I'm like I should have probably written this down when I saw the question. <laughs> but I think like for me, I guess movies that aren't really that known. Oh man. Uh yeah, not many of us had probably seen. I don't know. I think like I love a lot of like eight like late 70s and early 80s like either horror mm-hmm. or um music movies I really love. I mean like yeah. the stuff I'm going to talk about like 
I'm have like cult followings now, like over time, like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous stains or right. like right. true stories, you know, yeah. the talking heads movie. Like there are little like little oddities like that that I I really like. But I don't think that they're like people are spookies, which we'll eventually spookies, talk about. Yeah. <laughs> like I think that like, yeah, the a lot of the stuff that I dug as a kid that like not many people were like kids in the hall brain candy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Brain Candy is one of my favorite comedies and like so good. I, I think that like those I guess they're not really like niche because like people know them. There's like a following for them. But I think that's fine. I mean, that's the thing. You know, like I do think uh, it doesn't even have to be necessarily niche. I mean, I think like, well, because we are doing such a niche podcast, but I do think both of us have such it's one of the reasons we do it. It's like we're not just like uh uh scumbag movie lovers you know what right, i mean right, right, like yeah. you know like we're not just like we only watch the most fucked up direct to video shit right like i mean like in the snobbiest way like i did go to film school like you know like yeah. and and even i i think it's fun because like that question can kind of morph around in that one i feel like recently especially i've been having a lot of friends with or uh, conversations with my friend uh nate smith about how like i used to i used to be more apt to like make top 10 lists or have like a list of movies that i like and i don't do that anymore and i think because it's too i have too many issues with what i would put on the list kind of and then depending on time like, especially at this age, like, I mean, this whole year, besides watching canon films, I would say, like, watching good films, quote unquote, like, went down really far. Like, where it was just like most of my movie watching was just like, I'm going to rewatch this thing to both reevaluate it and because it's comfort. Yeah. Like Cobra. Like, you know, like, it's like during the pandemic, it's not like I wanted to watch some in depth. A character study about what it's like to lose a father or something. You know what I mean? Right. Which is like, or like the whole subgenre of you like, mean like when father was away on business. What is that, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like you know, like I also think like I think like how you do. Like I'll go on like deep dives that last for like six months or a year, and then I like won't revisit a lot. Yeah. Like, like I'm also I'm always watching giallos to some extent and like polizio tecci and like you know spaghetti western and like italian genre but there definitely was a period where it was like all i'm doing is watching these and i'm not even taking them in anymore like i don't even know what i'm watching anymore (laughs) and so i'm a little bit more few and far between of doing that as much um and also like i love quote-unquote film but even I'm realizing in my 40s, like there are like filmmakers I've not watched. Like the things you're supposed to watch is like a snobby yeah. like cinema head, like like Rainier Fastbinder films and anything like that. Like you know the uh, Tarkovsky films. Like well, yeah. I, that was gonna be one of my answers because as boring as it is, I do love the original Solaris. Uh, that's the thing, and like it's a because we- yeah, that's a great one. I mean, like because it's both a great movie or Solaris. And I know Solaris. My one of my favorite bands, Failure, wrote a song about it. Um, right, but yeah, but I mean, like, but it is boring. Like that's it's like boring. it's it's boring. It's hard as to get fuck. through, but it's it's beautiful and it's yeah, it's, it's great. I but it is boring. It's and you read subtitles. It's like. 
it's it's a lot to ask, but it's a really brilliant like concept in a film, and yeah. I cribbed a, a lot of it, or at least a concept for something I'm writing now, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. But it is, I mean, there is also the legitimacy of, like, we both have toddlers. <laughs> so, like, I went to bed at fucking 9.45 last night after watching two episodes of Justified. Dude, like, yes, you know? yes. I mean, that's the thing is, like, that's what, that's where I'm at right now. I can't really watch, it was kind of amazing that I, I think the reason why it took me so long to watch Tenet is because I had to be like, you know what, I'm not going to fall asleep. Right. Because if and it which feels like a chore too, you know, like you're giving me a job is to stay up and watch something that I know my snobbiness and my rational thinking of watching a movie is going to come in while I'm watching it, but and you know, and just be like, I have to pay attention so I can word why I don't like this later, (laughs) like sort of thing. Um, but it is like you see that runtime and. Like, I remember getting HBO Max and being like, all right, like, I guess I'm going to watch some of these things that, like, I don't completely want to watch, but I guess I'll finally watch It Chapter 2. I didn't oh, like yeah, that, It Chapter 1. Like, and yeah. I saw how long it was. I was like, how about I just no. don't? Well, well, like, know. I've been putting off, like, no, the other night I was like, oh, I should probably watch Nomadland. And then I was like, well, there's a new Legends of Tomorrow. I'm going <laughs> to... So, well, that's the thing. Like, it's like... I'm going to have fun watching that. And like, If yeah. I'm starting to word in my brain, I should watch this. That was how I watched a lot of movies for a long time, was I should watch this, so I will watch it. I should because it's important. It should because I need to look like some sort of snob. But also, yeah. now that we've done a year of doing a podcast only about canon films, like our snob credit is out the window. Oh, yeah. Now, on the other end, we might be getting some of that credit because it's amazing how much we probably overanalyze something that should not be overanalyzed. So, you know, a tit for tat. I don't know. I mean, for me, honestly, my gut reaction to some ones I thought that popped in my head that aren't even super niche, but these are ones like I go back to. I was like, Phantasm 2. Oh, yeah. That's just like a go-to. We'll probably do it at some point, but like it's my favorite trailer of all time. But like I kind of watch that as comfort. And not even as Phantasm. Like I love Phantasm 1. I love that I live near the cemetery gates of Morningwood Cemetery on my trail. But it's also, it's more boring than Phantasm 2, I think. Like Phantasm 2 is just a fun romp in a crazy way. I think uh, we've talked about it a lot. Rolling Thunder is a go-to. Like. That's a that's a, a a one that works for me all the time. Um, I think recently I've been like, oh right, like uh, uh, what are movies I end up like being like? It's like Cobra. Like Cobra, one of the reasons is just for some reason I'll just be like, maybe I'll put it on again. And there's ones like that, like my favorite year with Mark Lynn Baker and Peter O'Toole. Yeah. That's one that I will go to and be like, man, I love this so much. Uh, 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 at close range. Yeah. With uh, Christopher Walken and fucking Sean Penn and Chris Penn. Unbelievable yeah. fucking movie. Uh, the only oh, Now you're making me think of a few. Yeah. But that's the nice part, right? Like, once, and, and you know what it is, though, too? Austin, I love this question, but it is also like when you go to the record store and you're like, I know oh, I have a list. Like, it's going to happen when we're finally able to go to Vidiot's. And I'm going to end up renting like fucking fucking Bugsy Malone or something and be like, I just rewatched it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you get yeah. to the video store and you're like, what the fuck did I want to watch? Uh, um, but that reminded me of uh, Altered States 
Oh yeah, Altered States. That's Love a Altered wild. States. Uh, yeah, 1961 movie called The Innocence. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen The Innocence. It's basically they remade it with. Um, they kind of did a version of it with uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh right, the others. I think was so. It that yeah, I I can't remember, but man, that that movie's got like it's got this dread and creep. It's black and white, and it's got this dread to it that's like gives it this creepiness that mm-hmm. is really great for the time that it came out, and it still I think holds up. Uh, the innocence. I mean, I think that's the thing. Again, going with like NTS. I know my my accent sometimes. <laughs> Angel Sands. Yeah. Angel <laughs> Hey, go watch. They like said, man, there's like ghost <laughs> children in there, man. It's it's freaky, man. Come on, y'all go get a wood burger. You get <laughs> I do think though that is the thing is like I will because I mean like the Burbs is one that I constantly oh, God, am going yeah. back to just one of the best movie and like inspiring anytime I watch it. But I will because I'll go on these like tears. Again, it's different. Like right now, I'm in a. I'm gonna rewatch all the Coen Brothers if I can. Like you know where like oh, for God. the first time I was like, wait a second, yeah. why did I think Blood Simple was not as crazy as it is like in the (laughs) best way possible like i was like what a beautiful fucking movie but like you know i remember like pre-pandemic all of a sudden i was like oh like i think one of the reasons we love doing can and can but also we both love movies is that much like music it's one of the to me it's one of the few art forms where it's nice that you can be like oh i'm finding a new appreciation for this thing at whatever age that i didn't realize i didn't know about like where it's like i only maybe a year ago watched the hitchhiker by ida lupino and i was like that movie is fucking was mind-blowing to me and then i also got on a i think also possibly off of jason green our former guest uh uh, an old friend uh he was running a instagram for a while and i had never really watched any douglas cirque movies yeah and i went on like this douglas cirque tear and like all that heaven allows like blew my mind and i was like and I'm also one who's like, even though I was just saying like the classic film things, like I don't do a lot of 50s set. Like my sweet spot is 70s, 80s. Like yeah, that's Italian films, but also like Michael Mann worlds. Like, oh, I, yeah. and, you know, like fucking Thief is the greatest thing ever. Like beautiful LA movies. Like even yeah. though like I feel like I don't completely live in LA still after all this time because of a pandemic. Beautiful LA movies. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> Manhunter. Manhunter's a go-to that I'll oh, be like, God, man. Man guess Hunter. I'm watching Manhunter again. <laughs> I know. I almost rewatched that the other night, too. Right? I Yeah, I mean, you're talking about all these great directors, but <laughs> I'm like thinking about 80s. Like, I mean, I love, uh, I have a soft, a huge soft spot for uh, Monster Squad, Night of the Creeps, you know, yeah. like the Fred yeah. Decker, you know, double feature, you know, the back-to-back that he was like really joe dante stuff like i mean you know i don't know man like i i especially the 80s like with all the elvira stuff we talked about elvira yeah. before but like all the mst3k stuff that they watch like as much as i love them riffing on the movies i do love a lot of those movies just yeah. themselves mm-hmm. where i'm like oh i love that they're riffing on this because i i enjoy the movie and i you know uh yeah. love the jokes on top of them too Low budget versus cheap, like you yeah, know. So, and 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 I, I get we I love. Uh, it makes me psyched when I'll see Joe Bob is watching something that I've been meaning to rewatch. Yeah, because it gives me an excuse. Like even like Mandy is a movie I didn't love. 
I did. I, I've talked about, but we've talked about like it was because so many people are like, "This is a Garlock movie," and I can be and pissy. It's not. I don't right I don't see it as that. Yeah. But he, I think he watched it, so I'm like, great. I want to watch it with it. But even like Next of Kin, which is this really great uh, 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 Australian movie um, that I found at our library in Greenpoint. And I would be like, and I think Klaus Scholze does the soundtrack. So that's up my fucking head. But like, I just saw he just did that. So I'm like, great. Like, I can rewatch it without just feeling like I'm rewatching the same shit over and over again. I know. I, I'm so behind on Joe Bob. But like, speaking of Phantasm, because well, they're went long. Phantasm movies. I was like, I love this, but like, I yeah, I'm so behind. I I, I but just you can't. see the running time. Like you see, like when he starts talking, and you've got the movie. Yeah. If we're working on like 168 minutes or something, I'm just like, all right, you're gonna be really pushing it. Like, yeah, I have uh, to really be invested, and in, or I'll have to watch it over a week. Yeah, be like, I'm gonna watch 30 minutes of this. <laughs> yeah, you know. One thousand percent. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, again, like I I love this question, too, because it's also what you will continue to get from us as we keep doing episodes. Like it's like it's like the tangents aren't just it's just how our brains work. Like we will eventually start just going off like, you know, about some random Polizio Tetsu movie. And yeah, again, maybe we'll do a fucking Giallo, uh, either like a month of Giallos or it just becomes what the podcast is to some extent. Like, we'll see how life goes. Because there are, as you just heard from both of us, there are so many, uh, uh, I don't know. I think it's one of the reasons you and me do this podcast together is because we are both snobs and not snobs. Yeah. We are we are the snobs and the slobs in every eighties movie, but as as two people, you know what I mean? Like we are, we are <laughs> youth of a nation. Exactly, you get it. Um, but yeah, because I don't. Uh, I, again, like uh, why there's also just that barrage of like highbrow to lowbrow to middlebrow is we both don't watch stuff ironically, yeah, and. Especially at this day, like, I want to watch good movies, but also, like, I don't care about being, like, I sat through this 15-hour movie (laughs) that, honestly, I was bored, but I have to lie to everyone to sound smart to say I was into it. Sometimes I'm a dummy. I like a good romp. Uh, You know? Romps are great. That's the other thing, too. Like, at night, I'm just so, just, now that I'm working on this mm-hmm. thing and then like i also you know we have kids and stuff and it's just like my wife's been watching the circle which now i wa- have been watching the circle <laughs> right. on netflix and it's such a dumb reality show but i'm like you know what this is perfect you know what i'm is not that- editing this podcast or my yeah, other podcast exactly. i'm watching that i mean well because that's the other part too is like you know godspeed to our single and childless couple friends but like <laughs> Just because there's a pandemic that's lifted does not mean me and Frank are rushing out at night. Like, yeah. it's basically just like, all right, cool. Like, now I'll just go back to, ah, eh, my kid went to bed. I'm going to put on a movie. Like, it's literally what I did before. It's what I did after. And it's like, it, it's not much is changing uh, in that capacity. So Except for coming up, I'm going to be over there. And we're going to be recording some shit for the page. Exactly. Patreon. Exactly. That will be the difference. And I won't let you know when I'm coming over. I'm just going to spring it on you. Be even better. Really creep at out 9 my 30 at night. <laughs> I'll drive all the way there and I'll yep. be like, 
Knock, knock, Jeff. Time to record mm. an episode. So I'll you're like, I up. haven't even watched the movie yet. And I'm like, well, you're going to watch it now, and then we're going to record right after. <laughs> Never, always the best way to do an episode, too, as we know. Uh, make sure you watch it <laughs> real late at night and then immediately start talking. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I, I think that answered the question, but I'm sure yeah. we will do some more tangents as life goes on. But so that is our that's our Q&A episode. Uh, We want to thank everyone uh, for reaching out with some questions. Again, this was uh, we love when we do these short episodes that still are over an hour because that's how we do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this are we hope you're uh, enjoying your own respective vacations, whatever that may be. Uh, And, you know, next week we're going to be back with another Canon film. Uh, So don't you worry. Uh, We've got a lot more coming. Uh, but please join our uh, Patreon, patreon.com backslash the Canon Canon. Uh, first Canon has two ends. That will only help uh, us to be able to do even more of these. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we get, uh, we're, we're very happy, everyone that's kind of joined in. Um, and we just want more and more people, not, not just uh, the financial help helps, but really it's just more of it's awesome to kind of have this community um, and have people start to like interact with each other in it yeah Uh, because we're also weird we're also weird anti-social people anyway so (laughs) yeah (laughs) hopefully when you know it's something to to combat that uh Mm -hmm. combat that to combat that combat um, that combat that um we you know things are opening up and hopefully we can start doing live events you know sometime in the near future hopefully you know one of these um cool movie houses like vidiots or Mm -hmm. even new beverly you know yeah we 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 uh did a shout out to them. Uh, we got a little like back. Uh, exactly. Maybe we can uh, get uh, become friends with Quentin. I was just rewatching uh, Jackie Brown. Come on, let's let's make it happen. Great movie, man. You know, yeah. <laughs> watch it Justified. You really are just like, man, Elmore Leonard did Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> We've talked about this, but it's Dude, just like, Justified's a great show. I yeah. think that doesn't get enough credit. I think like on the surface, it looks like a USA kind of like yeah, nothing like you know. But man, the cast of that. It's it's a great show. It it's one of those shows that like I loved, and then as uh, Spectrum was wont to do in New York, the DVR oh, they gave me would always crap out, and I'd lose yep. like eighty hours, and I lost like one and a half to two seasons of Justified, and was like, I guess I'm taking this as a sign from God that I'll stop <laughs> watching Justified because I have too much stuff I'm watching. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that I'm back in that my wife is into it. Because that's the other plus, too. I mean, you know, we do this and our wives have to watch the things that we watch. So oh, God, yeah. uh, that affects choices. But yeah, man, I love it. And fucking only fun. It's also fun to now watch it post- Walter Goggins in Righteous Gemstones. Oh my god! And because like Christy so had good. watched Righteous Gemstones finally, because I made her, I rewatched it because I was like, "You got to watch this show. I love I it love so it. much." And then she didn't realize that he was Baby Billy. <laughs> and then he started talking in the first episode. She's like, "Am I crazy?" And I was like, "It's Baby Billy." Like it's I like yeah, because the cadence, him starting a ministry. Yeah. In the first season, it's like, oh, you are getting ready. And it's the crazy part. When Justified came on, <laughs> I remember thinking like, oh, the dude from Major League Two is in this, <laughs> you know, because he was the wild card pitcher yeah. like in that. 
And and I was I was like, who is this crazy looking guy? Like, who is pretty good actor? And I never really saw him in anything post that. And then he showed up in Justified, and I was like, oh, now he's this doing guy's a ton back. of stuff. He's great now he's the everything. best. I love him in Vice Principals. I really, I mean, as we, Righteous Gemstones, what a mind blower! I need of a to rewatch show. that. I mean, I love. I watched it when it was airing, but like, I need to rewatch before they start the new season. That's the uh, sign of it being such a good show. Is that the rewatch? It did get better, and I was like, man, I you know, like, who has the time to rewatch? series a lot of times like yeah. besides when i did fringe during this pandemic uh, i know i i bought it i bought it because it was on sale on itunes and then fringe. i bought it because you told me it was on yeah sale. and i bought it and i i i, I restarted it recently because it took me a while to get back around to it but then again it's like then i get tired and i'm like yeah. well i want to pay attention uh, whatever okay. yeah yeah you all get it but you get it now we're about to get into another uh, we hour. can't do it we can't do it we got families to get back to yeah. but uh thank you again for listening and thank you for uh, uh continuing to listen to the canon all throughout the year we will keep on keeping on making these uh ridiculous episodes about ridiculous movies yep. frank what are our other socials i already mentioned the patreon but what else we got Insta and Twitter at the Canon Canon, and if you're listening to this episode for this long, you know how to spell it. You you get it. Why are we always spelling this? Jesus, what are we morons over here? No, I think uh, for the single episodes because people might you know tune in for those single episodes, but for this one, it's, it's it is hard. Like, we had someone recently ask uh, what our Twitter handle was, but they were type they weren't typing in the the and they yeah. just didn't think about. It. I was like, all oh, right, like it's just like you know you get those variations in there. Uh, but yeah, so again, thank you for reaching out, uh, uh, and we will continue to bring some great stuff. But until then, I'm Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia-Hale. And this is The, the Canon. Canon. And here's the thing about another movie that we're going to go off for, for about two more hours. Just kidding. Kokomo!